this is Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com and this is episode 104 of the Sophie Art Podcast which is a little podcast that I do about the art and things and this one is about the things and we're going to talk today about lucid dreams and entities and I've been wanting to do this one for ages it's quite good that because I was going to do this about a month ago I think and I delayed it and I'm really glad I did because I had a very powerful lucid dream at the start of March and another one last night so I'm going to talk about those I'm also going to talk a little bit about a book I've just started reading called The Outer Body Experience by Anthony Peake and that's basically going to be that next week's show episode 105 is going to be all about colour therapy so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through this book over the next week which is called colour therapy and then I'm going to put it all together and just talk about it so next week's episode will be all about different colours and stuff and how different colours make you feel but let's get into this little the co-host little Dennis bloody hell Dennis (laughs) sometimes he hits that very aggressively I think that's quite good actually he must be maybe he's fed up having to stay inside <laughs> so he's, he's got in the mood but he is now in his little house so this one could go all over the place i think i've got some notes the notes i've got are the notes i've got are v virtual reality equals escaping reality beings of light there's a thing called egregores egregores i'm going to talk a little bit about those and talk about my nan because my nan visited me in a lucid dream last night my dead nan so i'm going to talk about dead people like dead entities and then i'm also going to talk about this lucid dream which i'm going to go into right now so oh before i do that i've noticed something so i'm still outside walking to and from work and I've noticed, because everyone's locked down, there's now two types of people walking the earth. <laughs> At least in England. There's there's one type of person who, as you walk past them, they are they literally ju- jump into their head, hedges and stuff. As if they're, they're like so scared to get anywhere near to, to another human. They're almost like jumping into the hedges and stuff. So that you've got these people, you can just see some people are living in fear in fear now and then there's the other type of person you walk past them you look at them you make eye contact and then you just say hello like you both say hello and smile and there's almost like a a message being sent there as if we are humans we're free to do what we want sort of thing because i've been thinking well i might have to do another podcast about that talking about like this thing about it kind of link, link links into this <laughs> stuttering i get when i stutter i get excited it's because i'm excited this little bit what's going on in the world at the minute with this this virus thing it almost links into these entities because i've wrote a little note down here on my notes and it says there are entities on this earth that are not human and do not have humans best interests at heart now that sounds that sounds bonkers. If a few years ago, a few years ago, if I'd if I'd I wouldn't have said it. I wouldn't. If somebody had said a few years ago that there's 
entities on this earth that look like humans but they're not they're basically negative energies and i think they're controlling yeah it sounds bonkers so i'm a, I'm a bit reluctant to talk about it but i'm, I'm definitely going to talk about it soon but i'm thinking so there's entities in my dreams i've some of my lucid dreams in my lucid dreams and in my meditations there's there's been this one entity that's been with me my whole life and i thought to myself was it is it an entity that was created when i got strangled at the age of 13 but it's not because this entity it came into my dreams when i was a child at the age i would have been somewhere between 8 and 11 so what happened was i had this reoccurring dream as a child and what it was it was my mum my mum was in this dream and it was outside my little house where i used to live and my mum me and my mum were there my mum shapeshifted into this entity and if you've ever seen terror hawks it's like it's like thunderbirds with the puppets terror hawks there's a creature on that or there's a lady an alien whatever she's called zelda she looks really horrible and this entity looks just like like zelda it reminds me of zelda the thing the thing that's weird is i can see her in my head but i can't if i was to try and draw her i wouldn't be able to it's really weird so like i can see her but i can't see her at the same time which is weird so as a child what happened was she was she was my mum and it made me believe it was, i was with my mum in this dream and then it shapeshifted into this thing and it scared me and i, I woke up and it was a reoccurring dream that i kept having like a nightmare now i look back at that and i'm i'm convinced that would have been some sort of lucid dream because it felt so real it was one of those because with lucid dreams and our bodies they feel more real than real and i remember as a child i was so scared by this dream that i told my mum i said i'm having this reoccurring nightmare and my mum said oh tell me what's happening i was so convinced that that entity was my mum that i couldn't tell my mum about the dream and I, I lied to her and i made up a dream because i thought if i tell my mum about this dream she's going to turn into this entity that's how real it was it's crazy but then after that she this entity kind of went away and it was when i started meditating in 2013 i've talked about it on another podcast i had this experience where i was meditating and again like it, it was super real and this entity came out of the bath and then it resulted in panic attacks for 24 hours when I when I came out of it. But in the end, I transcended that, that entity and I turned that negative entity into like a love entity in another meditation afterwards. And then what happened was I, all the first few lucid dreams that I had, this entity showed up. One of them, it was my very first self-induced lucid dream where i went into it saying i'm gonna have a lucid dream and what happened was i was outside one of my other old houses this entity this evil this like evil entity was sat there i sat down next to it i I looked at it and i said oh you're sexy it was as if i look at it and i'm it it feels a bit like the dream was that the dream and the entity was testing me to see if i'd be afraid and as soon as I said, oh, you're sexy, what happened was the pair of us, we started growing. 
and we sort of zoomed right through up into the sky like that. Again, it's almost as if you wasn't scared, so you're going to transcend it. So what's happened is I've had loads of dreams which haven't been lucid dreams, but they've been dreams that when I woke up, they've sort of felt lucid, but they're not lucid. It's a bit weird. But what is this? This entity is in this dream, and in these dreams, I have these dreams where I'm invisible. Nobody can see me, but the only there's the only thing it can see me is this entity. So what will happen is I'm I'm in this dream. This entity's there, and what it's weird. It locks onto me, and as soon as I look at it, it what it does is it's like a it's like a beam of light, a beam of like circles some sort of like thing how would you explain it like a a cone a cone comes out of the entity towards me and it's like rotating as if it's like an energy and i just the dream the dream character that i am it just it ducks and it i'm not i I don't know whether that entity is putting negative things into me or whether it's trying to suck the energy out of me something like that and I've had that a few times but I've never been able to become lucid in that but if it happens again hopefully I could turn it into a dream a dream symbol a dream sign and become lucid because I would like to become lucid and just I want to talk to this entity and see what's happening but the reason I think it's it's negative is because it's been in another a couple of other dreams I think it was last month I had a dream, two separate dreams. I was with my sister. My sister was being a little bit horrible to me, trying to control me and make me do stuff. And I turned around and I said to my sister, no, I don't have to do that. I wasn't lucid, but it's as if the dream, my dream character knew that it it was in a dream, even though I didn't. Again, there's like two awarenesses there. So what happened was this dream character, like the me that was in the dream because it was almost like I was observing the dream but not realizing that I was observing it it's, it's a bit weird it, it said to this entity it said to my sister I don't have to I don't have to do that because this isn't real at which point my sister shapeshifted into this entity and then the dream character started running away so it was it, it was scared but it did it it done it again with another one I can't remember what the other one was I know one of them, it started going to my neck. It had a a knife and it started trying to slice my neck. And again, it was my sister. And the minute I stood up to it, the, my sister and said no, it turned into this, it shapeshifted into this entity. So so I'm wondering, there's some sort of sh- shapeshifting going on here. So this come, goes into my dream last night where I my nan was in the dream. And I'm wondering, is... Are these, if you have, if you meet a dead person in your dream, is it actually the dead person or is it, is it an entity that is, that is shapeshifted into that dead person because it knows that you've got a, an emotional connection to that person. So like when that entity was pretending to be my sister, it, my sister has always sort of had, I suppose she's my biggest she's my big sister so she's always had a bit more like a mothering figure i suppose so she's got some sort of control over me so 
I do respect my sister. So the, the entity probably thought, if I pretend to be Sophie's sister, what will happen is it will do whatever I say. And then the minute I, I stood up to it and said, I don't have to do that, that, that's when it shifted into the thing. So last night, I was in this dream. What was I doing? This was last night, which was the 26th of March. It was a very little dream. But what happened was, I... Where was I? I was somewhere... I can remember where I... I know where I was, because I've seen it before, but I can't remember where it was. But I was in this place, and my nan was there. And there's loads of other family members, but my nan was there talking. And suddenly the dream, my dream character, my dream self, it, it looked at nan and it said, hang on a minute, nan's dead. Nan's dead, this must be a dream. At which point I started to become lucid. And then I looked at my nan. There's a little bit of information missing here because my nan said something. And I don't know what, but she must have said something along the lines of, what do you want to ask me? Or something like that. And and I turned to my nan and I said, what did I say? I better make sure I say it as I said it. I said, I think I'm scared of living. Which is a bit weird. So I'm not scared of death or dying. I'm scared of living. It's a bit weird. And what happened was, my nan became the main focus. It was as if I zoomed in on my nan's face. She was right in front of me like this. But I could still see the outside world around the outside of my nan's face but it was like crystal clear my nan and all of a sudden we started spinning so we it was as if we were like spinning together and i i knew we were, i couldn't feel that we were spinning but i could tell we were spinning because the little bit of the outside world you could see it you could see it zooming so i knew we were spinning and then and i could feel myself waking up as well but just as I was waking up, my nan said, at least you're alive. <laughs> it's a bit, I don't really understand that. So I said, I'm, I'm thinking, I said, I'm thinking I'm scared of living. I think I'm, yeah, I said, I'm thinking I'm scared of living. Started spinning and then my nan said, at least you're alive. So what does that mean? I, I haven't, because it was last night, I haven't really wrote about it yet, so I haven't, interpreted it <laughs> interpreted it yet oh this is weird look i put it here i was with nan and she was joking and i thought i'm dreaming it's nan it was nan i thought she fought long and hard before replying yeah and then what happened was i so i woke up i wrote it all in my dream diary as i wrote it in my dream diary there was writing underneath what i was writing but i was so de- like determined to write it all down I just kept writing and I thought oh I can still see it I went back to sleep my alarm went off I woke up as I woke up I knew I hadn't wrote it down so I woke up and I knew that I'd what had happened was I'd woken up into a false awakening which is where you think you're awake but you're still dreaming and I I hadn't worked out that I was in a false awakening so I I had just taken it to be real I'd wrote it out in a dream diary thinking I had wrote my dream out but I hadn't and then what's amazing is it's because what normally happens is if you don't realize you're in a false awakening you'll go to sleep and then when you wake up you you won't be able to remember the dream you might remember that you had a lucid dream but you won't be able to you you won't be able to remember anything but I've put here 
I remembered because it was Nan. Again, like that connection thing. Because it's, it's my Nan, this big connection with my Nan, it allowed me to remember it. So as soon as I woke up for real, I, again, I wrote it all out. And I thought, oh, this is amazing. Because I was doing the podcast today. And then I started thinking, well, was that really my Nan? Or is it is it possible that it was... No, I think that was my nan. I think that was... I don't know. It's weird. My nan's been in quite a lot of dreams. So that one, I'm going to call that one... I'm just going to call it nan. <laughs> so that dream is called nan. The next dream... This is, a, this is the next... The last one as well. So this is the evolution dream that I had this month. Oh, I had another one as well. A little one. So that entity... I had, a, I had a dream. It wasn't a lucid dream. It was a hypnagogic thing. So as you're drifting off to sleep, you're lying in bed and you're you're still awake, but you're you're going into the dream into the dream realm. What happens is you you start to feel the dream taking shape, and they call it hypnagogic imagery. I think hypnagogic and hypnopopic, pompic, something like that. So what was happening was all these weird square, sh- like these square shapes and stuff, were going in my vision, and I was I was lying in bed thinking, ah, here we go, we're getting into it now, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it it morphed into that entity. Well, it was a it was a silhouette, and I was looking. It was like I was sitting on a table opposite a silhouette of somebody, and I looked at it, and I slowly it slowly came into focus. And it was that entity. And I, I stood it. I sat looking at it. And I said, ah, it's the entity. And I, just, I started smiling. As if, like, I was really, really excited. So it didn't scare me. Again, it didn't scare me. And then what it did was, this entity blew a load of smoke into my into my vision. Like that. And, I, and then I, I opened my eyes and woke up. I wrote it all down. I don't know what day that was. I, I haven't found, but so that was quite amazing. Like, that's the first time I've been with that entity, sort of aware that I'm with it. But yeah, it was sort of. It wasn't really a lucid dream. It was. I suppose it was a lucid dream. I don't know. It was weird though. It blew all that smoke into my face, and then, and then I woke up. That's quite cool. But this other lucid, lucid dream, which was from the sixth of March, I'm going to call this one. I'm going to call this the swamp. This one is one of the most fascinating dreams I've ever had. So my goal has been to go, I want to find this entity in a lucid dream. And what I want to do is I want to, this can sound a bit weird, I want to try and manifest that entity into the physical reality, which goes into something which is called egregores. So Anthony Peake... Who's, he wrote that book, Out of Body Experiences. He's wrote another book, which I haven't got yet, called The Hidden Universe, I think. And it's all about these entities. So there's this thing called egregores. I'll put links in the show notes and everything at sophielawson.com. <laughs> and you can also find it on youtube.com slash sophielawson. But these egregores, what they are, is it's basically it's a thought form that becomes real. And it's the more people that think about this thing together, the more chance you have of bringing this thought form into 
into existence. So Anthony Peake talks about this, there's this group of people, and what they did was they created, just from their imagination, they created a monk with a backstory, so they completely made it up, they then sat and they manifested him, he became real, but then what happened was he, he became he became a physical being that they couldn't, he basically became sep- like self-aware. So in other words, they it started out with them being able to c- control him with their thoughts, but he, he basically became powerful and became like a separate entity. So then they had to do something to get rid of him, like some sort of, I suppose you could say like some sort of exorcism or something, I don't know. So that gets me thinking because in a, in a lucid dream, Robert Wagner's talked about you can, you can say to the dream, all thought forms disappear. And what happened is all the, all the figures in your dream who are created by your mind will disappear. And what will be left is the ones that are separate entities like with their own consciousness. So this, these egregores, they sound a bit like dream figures in reverse again it's like it's almost as if it starts to make you want like it's almost like thought forms in reality it's a bit weird i'm going to research that a bit more because it fascinates me that so but this lucid dream here i'm going to call it the swamp and this is amazing so it started out quite funnily funnily I was outside a garage. It it wasn't a familiar place. It was a weird place. Just outside a garage. My dad and his ex-girlfriend were in the garage, completely naked. No idea why. So I'm talking to them. I was talking to my dad about something. And then these two people came along. And they were they were very young. And they said something to my dad. And I said to my dad, I said, who are they? And he said, they're Rod and Beryl. Which are these two people, two like friends of my dad, and then in the dream I thought they can't be Rod and Beryl, because Rod and Beryl were very old, and they were very old, like years ago. So they they'd be even older now, but these two were very young. So what happened was, I was able to say, "Hang on a minute, this isn't right here," and that's what made me lucid. As soon as I became lucid, I said, "Take me to the entity." But what I did was, I love this. I looked up at the sky, and there was a sun in the sky like that. So I'm looking at the I'm looking at the sun, and I said, "Take me to the entity. Take me to the entity." What started happening was the sun, it it turned into two suns. So there was two suns in the sky, and then all of a sudden I, again like a some sort of wormhole, I got sucked into the sun, and on the other side of the sun, it was a forest. And I was like flying through this forest. I was thinking, this is amazing. I could feel, again, more real than real. I could feel all the twigs hitting my body and stuff like that. I landed in this forest outside a little, like a little cottage. It's a cottage in the middle of the woods. I thought, this is amazing. This little creature comes out of the house and greets me. (laughs) It's bonkers. It was, it was like a little human, probably, yeah, about the size of half of my hand. Very tiny little creature, and it was talking to me, but it was, again, it was talking telepathically. 
So the, it, yeah, it was talking to me, and the door was open. So I go into this, I go into this little cottage, but what th- this cottage, the front room, was full of clutter. It looked like toys, a load of toys. So this little creature, it climbed underneath the toys, and it said, "Oh, you're going to have to go over them." So that little creature climbed underneath underneath all the toys, and I climbed over the top of them. And then this little little entity, little little being, like a little human, it was it was taking a load of stones apart off something, and it was throwing them on the floor. But they were little stones that were mag- magnetic, and these little stones they were they were sticking to the watch. There was a watch on the floor, and these little stones were magnetically attaching to this watch. And I became fascinated by this, thinking, "What are these little stones?" And then I was saying, I said, this little creature, it morphed into like a, an animal, a talking animal. And I said to it, I said, what did I say? I'm sure I said, take me to the entity or something. I said, take me to the entity. This little, this little animal, yeah, it turned around and it said, don't talk to me, talk to yourself, Kevin. I've put it here, badger. Was it little badger? So it called me Kevin. And it said, don't talk to me, talk to yourself, Kevin. Which is a bit weird. So I'm thinking, if it's saying, calling me Kevin, is that some reference to my inner child? Especially with all these toys. It's like toys of a child. So then what what happened then was, the this little entity said, you've got to go upstairs. You've got to, you've got to go upstairs to something. I'm going to have to read it. It said it's gonna have to, you're gonna have to get taking mag- magnetic beads from something, yeah, and putting them onto these glasses. Very weird. Glasses, vision, focus. Hmm. There's something going on there. So what I did was, it, it said you've got to go upstairs. The entity's gonna be upstairs. So I just rushed upstairs. This little animal started running up these stairs, and it was like a spiral staircase which is very weird because I've had that spiral staircase in loads of meditations. I've actually reached the top of it before and gone outside and it's like a little it's like a little castle. You can look over the edge. Massive. You can see everything. And that's where the dragon is as well. There's a dragon in there. So I was running up this little spiral staircase after this little animal and I'm thinking oh, I'm going to get to the entity here. So as I'm running up behind me I hear Somebody say, don't go up there. So I turn around. This, no, it wasn't. As I was running up, there was a, it was a beautiful lady. Really sexy. And I, I looked at her. It, she sort of got my attention as if she was trying to distract me. But I kept running. She actually reminded me a little bit of that lady in The Matrix with the red dress who's there to, to distract you. So I kept running. And at that moment, it was as if she thought, ah, oh, this one's not going to get distracted by me so then it started shouting don't go up there i looked around don't go up there you're you're gonna you don't want to go up there it's it's scary stuff like that i kept running and it started going you don't want to go up there there's poltergeists interdimensional beings and stuff like that i turned back around and i'm just ignoring her because i'm running towards this this entity and it felt like that thing was trying to stop me it's trying to scare me but i just kept going i turn around the creature the little animal has disappeared, and the the stone floor, the little 
staircase thing has disappeared but I could, I just I, I kept going so I could walk I was walking on the air so it felt a bit to me like you needed trust to keep going because you needed to trust that you weren't going to fall through through the floor because there was nothing there so I kept going I reached the top or I didn't reach the top it was like a doorway so I go in here and it's a big massive room full of water and there's stone stone pillars very big stone pillars but they were floating on the water which is impossible because stones would sink so but what I did, what I did was I had to I don't know why well in the middle there was a big round stone it felt this room felt a bit like some sort of some sort of like cathedral some sort of like hall where people would gather to do some sort of ritual yeah ritual or something because each of the walls had like chairs or it wasn't chairs it was like spaces for chairs so what I did was I hopped across these stones onto the other side because I thought if I put my back towards the wall if there's anything scary in here I'm protected I'm protected by the wall and what happened was it started to get very dark and I could just tell that there was something something was going to come out of the water I got so scared that I, I woke myself up so fear did win on that one unfortunately but I've, I've wrote down here I've wrote fear I was scared in the swamp yeah it was a swamp that was it the little creature said you got to go up to the swamp <laughs> very strange so that water was like a swampy thing and I've put here I did my best and I've, put, I've looked at my hands too yeah so Robert Wagner says look at your hands and you'll become aware that you're dreaming so I, I must have looked at my hands at some point I've put I said thank you because I'm very happy I've put here I like this I put each lucid dream is a data gathering exercise <laughs> so because what what I did was afterwards when I wrote about this I've wrote and I said if I'm ever in a situation where I'm in that if I'm ever in that situation again Instead of standing there waiting for something maybe to come out of the water, I'm going to dive into the water. Yeah, I'm going to go towards the energy, like Robert Wagner says. So I'm going to, I'm going to, like I've, I feel like I've got a bit of data gathering here. Is next time instead of waiting for the thing to come to you, you've got to go towards it. So I feel like I did the hard bit of getting there. And not being distracted by sexiness and fear. But then right at the very end, I got too scared. It's, it's always like that. A lot of these lucid dreams, I get right to the bit where I'm about to do something. And I, I wake myself up. It's quite annoying. And I've put here, powerful. It said, inside myself. Because the little creature said, you've, you've, got, to talk, you've got to talk to yourself. Don't talk to me, talk to yourself. So I've put inside myself. I've put Kevin, childhood. I've put water equals representation of fear because I can't swim. So there's some, there is a fear of water there. Yeah, so it's very, I like the fact that you use water because it is, that is the ultimate fear. To go into water would be probably my ultimate fear. So I like that. I've put darkness. And then I put sexy girl equals distraction slash fear. I'll just read this, see if there's anything I missed. 
because it's, it's amazing how much of these dreams you forget as time goes on. I put little cre- little character went under toys I climbed over. And then it says little person became an animal. I've put two sons. That seems significant that there was two sons. I don't know why. The entity looked at the sun. The sun moved positions. So the sun moved and became two. Ended in the forest, hitting the trees. A little house in the forest. Little talking animal. <laughs> I've put here. I kept going up. She started trying to scare me. Don't go up there. You will see inter- interdimensional beings and poltergeists. The floor vanished, but we could still walk on the sky. It was again a spiral staircase because I've seen that too a lot. Spiral staircases. And I've put here, trust that you won't fall. Top level was big open area with floating platforms. Lots of water, like a swamp. I went to the far wall in like a throne. Yeah, it felt, it felt like a throne. But I got scared as it got dark and woke up. And I've put here, little talking animal. Don't talk to me. I, I said, I became lucid by talking to Dad. Two people showed up and I said, who are they? Yeah, so... That was like yesterday. Nan is dead, so I knew I was dreaming. Rod and Beryl, these two people, are, are old. So when he said they were young, I knew that something wasn't right. This is how you become lucid. It's Because what happens is these dreams, they are 99% perfect representation of this, like reality. So if most of the time we are dreaming and we're not aware because it's so much like this. We probably think we're just awake, which again, it goes into when I think we die. If we're not fully aware, we might just, we might die and not even realise we've died. (laughs) That'd be funny. I put here, looked at the sky and at the sun. I said, take me to the entity. The sun moved, but I kept looking. It turned into like a tunnel forest. And it says, I put here, entity is inside myself. Hmm. Again, water. Going into the water could be like going into yourself or something. So it's quite strange, this. Sexy hot girl was trying to stop me, but I was determined. I was scared in the swamp. I think that's it. Well, fascinating. Oh, here we go, look. Strangled. So the next day, which was the 7th of March, that must have been... Yeah, that was when the the entity showed up. So I put here... I put here, someone was kidnapping children. <laughs> Very weird. Some of, the, some of these dreams are, are weird. I love dreaming, though. That's basically it. But, so, what I'm thinking, I'm still not sure whether these entities are... Whether these entities are you, you're just mind-creating them, or whether... Because it might be the other way, that yes, you are just mind-creating them, but you're also just mind-creating reality. So, it's very weird, but there's a thing here in this book which fascinates me. So, this book, The Out-of-Body Experience, The History of Science and Astral Travel by Anthony Peake. I've just started reading it. I'm on chapter three. It says something in here. It says, it's talking about near-death experiences. And what, the reason I'm talking about this is because it's near-death experiences seem to have out-of-body experiences and beings of light. So again, when people die and come back, they are going into an out-of-body state, which is the same as lucid dreaming, 
which makes me feel like these lucid dreams and out body and death it's all the same realm feels like it's all the same realm it's almost like you're just popping in and out of this other to me i think we're going up a level back into source closer to source or something but it, it says beams of light so that says to me these there's entities there's entities in the in the death experience which appear to be separate from you so there's there's beings of light and then it says an encounter with a, a supreme being of light which would be like the creator or something but then i'm thinking are these beings of light again it could just be mind generated it could be aliens it could be anything we don't know and it might be that we are actually beings of light so what we really are is a being of light inside of the physical body but the reason i'm talking about this here so anthony peak he's somebody did a little survey of i think it's 78 patients who had had a near-death experience and what he re- what he noticed from the research was so basically there's, there's this bloke called what's he called dr moody <laughs> dr moody and he's he he researched tons and tons and tons of people who had near-death experience and he came up with a list of common traits of the near-death experience he's, it says nine traits and they are a sense of being dead so that already that means that you're dead but you're aware that you're dead which means you're still alive so that's what i mean even when we're dead we're still going to be alive so you can't really die i don't think we can die i think but it says here another one peace and painlessness that's important i think outer body experience the tunnel experience again most of my lucid dreams and out and out bodies they include wormholes and like tunnels it's as if that tunnel is as if it's as if that tunnel is the way your spirit travels from the physical into the into these other realms or maybe this the tunnel of light is maybe that is reality getting warped so like wormholes it's maybe it's a wormhole that's allowing you to jump through space or something people of light that's another one another one is rising rapidly into the heavens and uh, another one is reluctance to return past life review and another one is an encounter with a supreme being of light the, the reason this goes full circle with how i started the podcast talking about two types of people on the streets in a minute there's those that are i was going to say shitting themselves <laughs> there's there's people who are <laughs> that's quite funny shitting their nicks because they are scared of getting the virus and dying and then there's the other people who are just enjoying being a human i suppose and living so there's fear and there's love you can visually see it the reason i talk about this is because people who die so they they go into into the near-death experience there's something here right you've got 92 percent reported a sense of being dead 53 percent reported the out body experience 23 percent described the tunnel experience 53 percent experience rising into the heavens 
48% experienced a being of light. What's, what's caught my attention last night as I was reading this, 100% reported a reluctance to return. So 78 people got surveyed who had had a near-death experience. None of them wanted to come back. Well, what does that tell you? That tells you there's no need to be afraid of death. There's no need to be afraid of death. Everybody who's experienced it and come back, they don't want to come back because it's so beautiful. So I've had I had a meditation, and I've had I had it as a lucid dream as well, and as a Reiki healing. This this period where you ca- you just feel this love, pure love. Yeah, you, you just want it to you want it to go on forever. It's amazing. So I, 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 in my head, I imagine when they die, they're feeling that feeling because you can't even you can't even explain that feeling. But if I was in if I had died and I was in a place where that feeling was, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to come back because, yeah, it's it's amazing. You can't. It's amazing. So, so what I'm saying is, why is everybody scared of dying? Yeah, why are we scared of dying? It's weird. It's very weird. It, it, it's, it's weird. I don't know. Because when you start looking into death, you, you realise there's nothing to be afraid of. And this is what's amazing. If you realise there's, there's, there's nothing to be afraid of with death, then there's nothing to be afraid of with anything. So I wonder to myself, why am I still scared of stuff? Like in these lucid dreams, yeah, I'm still scared. I'm still scared. I'm scared of the unknown. That's why. That's why you're scared of death because it's the unknown. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's it's interesting though. I just feel like everything's. It feels like everything's sort of merging and everything's starting to make sense. Very weird, but I just I really hope that what can happen is because everybody is a lot of people are in lockdown so they can't go out it would be amazing if everybody started meditating and looking into death because i think what would happen is people would realize there's nothing to be afraid of yeah it would be amazing little dennis he has said ding <laughs> little dennis that's that the sound of the gong has spoken so i think at the moment i'm trying to process a lot of things which is why am i still scared of stuff when i i know there's nothing to be scared of it's because there's obviously some sort of belief inside of me that i'm still attached to this body yeah i'm still attached to this physical body i think that's probably what it is um, yeah and I also want to know, I want to know about these entities. I want to know, I I imagine, what I imagine it's probably some of the entities are thought creations. Some of the entities are separate entities. Yeah, but like what I'm thinking is, this this entity that keeps coming into my dreams and stuff, it's, it's definitely got a negative energy about it. But because of that meditation where I faced it, and turned it into love i know that if i know that even this negative entity it's 
it's possible to become a love entity. That's why I want to manifest it. I want to manifest it into the physical, even though that scared that would scare me. Yeah, if that entity existed, because I told my mum about this, and she said, "What if you do manifest it into the physical, and you can't get rid of it?" <laughs> Imagine that. You got you got this scary creature following you. That would be quite mad. In a weird way, I know it sounds weird. I kind of want to do that because the only way to fully embrace it is to be with it (laughs) it's a bit like the only way to get comfortable with something is to put yourself in the uncomfortableness yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna look into this and i've got reiki healing in next next friday so a week today i've got reiki and i'm going to talk to her about this because i'm going to say i'm just going to say to her i want to manifest this entity and see what it's very weird because as i started thinking about manifesting this entity i'd completely thought about doing it on my own suddenly anthony peake starts talking about these egregores again it's so many weird synchronicities happen it's very strange and again it's yeah it's just weird the way things keep linking up is very strange so as they say the plot thickens I hope you enjoyed that. If you want to see any of the links and stuff, because I put a link to Anthony Peak. He's fascinating. He's very fascinating. I put a link to Anthony Peak in the in the show notes, which you can find at sophielawson.com, and you can find the video at youtube.com/sophielawson. I hope you enjoyed it. And what I'm going to do now, I'm going to randomly turn to a page in this book find a quote and read it so let's have a look so this week's inspirational quote this week's inspirational quote no ah this is ah (laughs) i like this this week's inspirational quote comes from anthony peak and it is a very short and sweet one and it says, the real, ven- the real adventure is just about to begin. I love that. That is where we are. That is where the earth is right now. The real adventure is just about to begin. Da da da! <laughs> the real adventure is just about to begin. Anthony Peake. <laughs>